Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pits of Metal Chaos. This is yours, Dave. Got a special guest. How do you say the band name? Alenia? Alenia. Alenia. From Chicago. <laughs> now, you guys are uh, like metalcore? Yes. Um, progressive, new, new metalcore, and or deathcore. Just progressive metalcore, deathcore, whatever. What we do is we take aspects of all the genres that we love and all the different types of music that inspires us. So we have roots that come from all over, and we incorporate in our music. So sometimes it gets a little bit hard to really, like label the genre and we're kind of at a point where people could call it whatever the hell they want but if i think if we were to be technical about it um we do have new metal influences um our our instrumentalists are very empowered and inspired and incorporate lots of technical progressive styles and i guess vocally i would say metalcore um A lot of different uh, mixtures there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so now, what what year was the band formed? That is a very good question. Um, let me give you a little bit of uh, a week ago, as far back as you like. But um, Adam and I are guitarists. We had started making music together. That's kind of like where I see it. Um, Adam and I had started making music together, and I would say. 2018 maybe 19 um we at one point had it uh called weapons and um, once we started having new members come in uh our drummer was like hmm i don't really think that name fits so then in 2020 we had changed the name from weapons to alenia and a lot of people asked us what does alenia mean and it means the first of an idea a lady that means to burst an idea? Yeah, the birth of an idea, technically. No, the birth, birth of an idea. Yeah. Cool. So, what does that call? Now, where'd you guys find that name at? Um, our drummer um, had came up with it. He was, I believe he was just like, he's, well, we're very like, I'm not going to say like we're religious or anything, but we're all very like spiritually in tuned and are, uh, you know, we're very inspired by that type of energy, including our drummer as well. So he had uh, gotten the name. Uh, I think it was revolved around, we use a lot of like sacred geometry because that's magical, um, a strong symbol for, you know spiritualness and stuff like that so um, yeah i know the name itself has i believe greek and latin roots to it as well angel yes hey this is tanya hey how are you good so lydia is a woman with unique brilliance she controls chaos she has magical powers and extremely beautiful oh my god i love that you know what i was having one hell of a day but that, that right there, that, that's, that's, that's magic. Smile on my face. I, 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 I do, I follow what you guys do. So, we're not, you know, creative powers and stuff. 
Yeah. I believe in that's, that's one thing that I, I do write about. Um, I... If you were to, like, break down the lyrics, I know we don't have, like, lyric videos to all of the songs just yet, but I speak about it in every song. The main things that I like to speak about and incorporate to the audience is self-empowerment. You know, everyone has, like, this God inside of them, and I feel like once you're able to accept who you are, and, and allow yourself to grow like you know like a human in general is capable of, of so much magic and i believe that like if you just believe in yourself and believe in the vision like the possibilities are endless and it's you know i in one of our songs to exile i basically in, in the intro of it the song isn't released yet but it, it's coming uh, we perform it live though in the beginning it talks about that like the war against man is one thing but the war against yourself is is another and once you're able to conquer that war within yourself like the world is yours the universe is yours you know so even though it, it you know our music may seem a little bit like heavy or dark you know it, it has a, a very i try to incorporate powerful messages i love your music Thank you so much. That and you know what, like genuinely from the bottom of our hearts, like we greatly appreciate that when someone presses play, listens to the song, and it's like, wow, I I enjoyed that. Like that means so much to us. You 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 know the goddess Celine, right? The moon goddess. Yes, yes. I follow her. Now, Adila is brighter than a diamond. Also. Oh wow. That's what it says on Urban Dictionary. Oh wow, that's what's up. And another thing too is that um, my last name, uh, everybody usually thinks it's fake. My last name is Lynetta, and you know, it has like the root word of Luna in it too. Lunetta, yeah. And, Luna. Another thing, another see, it gets real, it gets real weird. And ever, this is silly, silly backstory, but ever since I was little, I would like wish on stars and whatnot. And I always felt very spiritually connected to the moon. And even like in my darkest times, you know, as long as the moon is in the sky, I felt like I wasn't alone and that I would be okay, which is actually why I have a moon face tattoo on my back, you know? Um, so I like that you, that you totally get that. <laughs> the same thing. I love the moon. When I was little, I used to wish on upon stars. My, That's so awesome. My my first boyfriend, not Dave, the other boyfriend I had, he bought me a star. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a dream stars. right there. <laughs> <coughs> but then he passed away. I know you can, like, buy stars now or, like, constellations and have them named after you. That would be a dream. Uh, they, they're very cheap, like $7,550, something like that. I gotta get me one. <laughs> I think I might do that for my birthday. I'm, I'm born in December. Um, it's so funny. Alenia actually consists of three Sagittariuses and then September one what? cancer. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh, oh, my birthday is December seventeenth. Uh, Our drummers. Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna kill me. I know it. Oh, okay. It's um, our basis is November twenty third. No, no. Axles is November twenty third. Oh, Axel's is November 23rd. And that's the drummer. That's and the drummer. Sam's birthday. <laughs> What's your birthday, Sam? My birthday is, is November 28th, so I'm kind of on the, the border of Scorpio and Sam. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're getting into all the whole star constellation <laughs> and horse <laughs> Huh? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
My birthday is August 19th. I'm a Leo. Dave's birthday. Oh, wow. Dave's birthday. Is, Dave's birth, <laughs> hold on. Dave's birthday is April 14th. He's an Aries. He was born 68. I was born 80. We're both the year of the monkey. Oh, that's so bad. We're soulmates. Yeah, well, We're soulmates. How long did it take for you guys to find each other? I know I'm not supposed to be the one asking the question. No, I mean, we've been together for like 24, 25 years. Wow. Since I was like Congrats 16. for real. Since I was like 16. Congrats. <coughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you... That's two decades. Well, two decades. Two and a half decades. Well... Three put on three. Three decades, yeah. The 90s, millennials, teens, 20s. That's four decades, actually. Four decades. We're going to the fourth oh. decade. 22, 2022. So, anyways, let me ask you. Yes. Have you traveled to the United States yet? Oh, that's another one. Um, I, yeah, uh, Alenia, that, that is my goal, to... To travel with Alenia in 2023, me personally, I started um, traveling. Uh, I feel like I got a late start in life, um, you know, exploring and whatnot because I, you know, I, I went through a lot as, as you know, when I was younger and whatnot. And then I'm also a mother as well, so I didn't get to start traveling until I was about 22 years old. Um, I've traveled coast to coast. Uh, my favorite place in the United States that I consider a second home would definitely be the East Coast. So I'm very attached to New York. Um, which, you know, and I, I can't wait to leave the country as well. I haven't left the country yet, but our goal is definitely to travel. Yeah, we, we gotta eat. We love Chicago, but, you know, like, we really want to be able to spread our music to as many places as possible, you know, not just online, but in person, too. Come here so to Wisconsin. Come here to Wisconsin, play. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, I love please, Wisconsin. play. There's so many places in Wisconsin. There's a 58 bar over here, right by our house. I mean, oh, I love that. I mean, live right by Hatrick's too. It's like a 10 minute walk. There's there's three different areas in Wisconsin that I'd like to play. And Where? that's Green Bay. That's uh, literally anywhere in uh, in Milwaukee or around Milwaukee. <laughs> and, and if possible, somewhere a little bit closer to the uh, Illinois border. It's, you know, around like that. the the underground, the what's that place called? 58 Below. 58 Below. Okay. There's so many places here in Wisconsin you can play at. Absolutely. You know what? I'm on, you know, I'll be online sometimes, you know, because uh, besides, you know, being in a band, I'm, I'm also a... Um, event coordinator and promoter and, and I really enjoy helping other bands and whatnot. So I'm always online looking at all these metal bands and I see so much talent that comes out of Wisconsin and I see all like the pictures and the videos from the metal shows out mm -hmm. there and I'm like, wow, this shit looks lit. <laughs> you know, and I feel like there's a little bit more free range out but, there too. But Chicago has a lot of good places to play at. I mean, yeah. all over Chicago watching shows. Yeah, there's always something going on, definitely. I'm going to tell you this. The metal scene in New York is dying. Be because the current politics that's going on in New York. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you guys know what's going on. I don't need to tell you. Extent, yeah. yeah, yeah, what's going on in New York? It's, it's just become utter chaos. Yeah, it is. Another thing, um, that I had I, I've been told about, like, you know, like my, my metal friends in, in New York, they, yeah. they informed me that there's not really enough going on, and it's very much a lot of you know, every guy for themselves, and sometimes they lack a bit of like teamwork to you know, because shows take a, a whole team, everyone's got to work together for a success, and you know, it, it seems a little bit like sometimes people are a little bit more focused on themselves and, and whatnot, and or, or maybe are a little bit more standoffish, yeah. Uh, you know, and I would really, that's one thing that I really love is bringing people together, you know, and if I, you know, I love doing that in the city, but I would also love to do that in other places too, you know, not only just, you know, have Alenia play a show, but just to bring all different types of bands and all different types of people together. Of course, of you course, know? that's what my radio show is about, bring everybody yeah. together, unite, <laughs> not divide. Now, now, let me tell you something from, from what I know. From bands I know out on the East Coast. New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they're popping. <laughs> yeah, I love Jersey bands, yeah. New Jersey and Pennsylvania, there's a lot of shows there, it's popping all the time. Absolutely. But up in, up in New York now, is that. Even Maryland isn't bad. Yeah. For good stuff about Baltimore, honestly. Their hardcore scene is wild. <laughs> yeah. Ohio has a lot of good shows. Michigan, too. Indiana. Oh, Michigan, yeah. Especially, like, the Ann Arbor area, uh, like, Kalamazoo and stuff like that yep. near the border. Yep. Just gotta well, know the You just gotta know the right places. Yeah. And the right venue owners so that we can actually, like, make sense of uh-huh. who's going first and... Yeah, good venues and good Oh, you That's know what? Oh, I love that place. I have not played there yet. Okay. Um, I've played- I'll talk to some people. <laughs> I've been doing. Yeah. I've been doing this. I started this podcast 11, 11 12 years ago uh-huh. because I wanted to join another podcast station, but they didn't want me. So I went online. I was looking. I found Spreaker.com. Started on Spreaker.com. I started with the big bands like GRI, Mount Church, um, Slayer, and stuff like that, Anthrax, all that stuff. The big bands, and I did the local bands, I did more big bands, Cannibal Corpse, the uh, Destruction Creator, stuff like that. Just name a couple That's bands. so rad. Even three bands from Russia. That's sick. During 2017, 2018, Trump-Russia collusion, remember that? Do you remember that? When, Can you repeat that one more time? When Trump was president during the Trump-Russia collusion. Oh, yeah, yeah We interviewed yeah. three bands from Russia, and I kept freaking out. I'm like, Dave, they're going to think we're part of the Russian collusion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
wild. That is wild. We interviewed bands from Israel, Iran. Man, there's so many metal bands out there. So many. So and you know what? Like, they all are, you know, a lot of times just because a band is from another country, somebody will, like, consider them of lesser value. Hell yeah. And it's just like... It's 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 absolute you know part of my bad language, but it, it's absolute fucking trash. You, you know, can like swear all you want. It's an adult show. <laughs> you know, it's absolute fucking trash. Like a lot of the bands I listen to, all of the black metal bands and atmospheric, uh, death metal, black metal bands and whatnot. Like they're all from fucking uh, you know Germany. They're from uh, Fuck yeah. Norway. You know, and it's just like they're so fucking brilliant. Yeah, like one of my one of my favorite metal bands, uh, black metal bands, is uh, Latine, and uh, yeah, and, and like it too. fucking sucked because they couldn't come over. Like their whole fucking tour got canceled in, in the United States because they wouldn't fucking renew the goddamn visas and whatnot because of everything that was happening overseas. And like you know, and there's just so many people talking shit in the comments, and it, it, it's just it's really upsetting. I know, you know, I know. People need to get over themselves and just. Be patient. Agreed. Yeah. For sure. Like, like what they say, the best things comes to those who wait. Yeah, and sometimes things don't always go according to plan, but if you fucking hang in there, you just hang in there. <laughs> Dave, did you interview Trivium yet? No, okay, so Dave was trying to get an interview with Trivium, the Japanese yeah. man. Yeah. Something happened, I don't know. Just, just, just bunch of, I don't know. Yeah, shit happens, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's all right. I feel like. I think obstacle is gross. Yeah, I always no. tell myself, too, what will be, will be, and what will not, maybe isn't meant for me. That's usually how I say it. Now, you guys have an album artist, and who, and who helps you come up with the lyrics? Um, so I write all of the lyrics, um, myself. Um, so I write, the, the cool thing is, is that our guitarist, Adam, does a lot of the bass work and he, all the melodies and stuff like that. And he will feed off of my energy and I will feed off of his energy. And then, you know, I'm really grateful to work with bandmates that encourage, you know, uh, I, they just encourage encourage my freedom, you know? Like, yep. they're just like, do your thing, you know? And then everybody comes in and then contributes their part and their ideas, and it grows from there. Yep. That is so cool. Yeah, you know, I know there's a lot of, I, and, and, like, no offense to any of them, I know, like, there's a lot of vocalists that don't write their own lyrics or that, you know, the other bandmates would be very picky and, you know, not allow them to have their, their freedom and, and their expression. And I feel like as a vocalist or as a writer or just a creative in general, like, you know, that, that will kind of make you feel confined. And I feel like, you know, you, you kind of, for me, I don't know. Like, I would just feel very confined, and it would make me really depressed, you know, if I didn't have that freedom. So I'm really grateful to work with, you know, crazy musicians that are just like, yeah, like, do it, you know? Do the thing. Or, like, it's cool. Sometimes, like, our, our drummer or the guitarist, bassist, you know, they'll, they'll give me an idea, yeah. you know, or a concept, and then, like, they just allow me to freely build off of it. And then, you know, all adding on to it, you know, it's like a big pot of gumbo. So where do you get your inspiration from for all the lyrics you write? 
Oh, that's a heavy question. That is a very good question. That's a heavy one. A mixture of reality and of your of the fantasy of what we can create from our lyric from the lyrics. Yeah, so that, a little bit of real life, a little bit of surreal realism. Yeah, I would say um, I, I would say it comes. Some of it comes <laughs> from the experience of hardship. And um, I sometimes write things I wish I would have known in my youth, you know? And it's just like if I have a piece of knowledge or a slice of empowerment that I could give somebody else to broaden their perspective and give them hope or help them see things clearly, you know, I, I put that I put that shit in a song, you know? Just um just the fucking as a friendly reminder you know like you are a fucking warrior and i'm screaming it at you you know yeah <laughs> so so what's your history in music angel how did you start singing all that good stuff wow that's another how you you got the questions rolling today. <laughs> um to be completely honest with you um it's a lot of things, but to be completely honest with you, I was singing since I was little, and ever since I could remember, I kind of sang as a coping mechanism to, like, deal with everything that was going on around me as a child, but the thing is, is that I would do it in secret, and I would do it in private, and I was a complete closet singer until I was about 19 years old, <laughs> and then at the age of 19, I was just, like... I can't do this anymore. I can't just be a closet singer. And I just loved it so much. And it was like the one thing that brought me comfort and clarity that I kind of just stopped giving a fuck. And I started getting louder and being more reckless with it. And um, then I started to be like, okay, well, I want to start a band. And I tried to, you know, learn guitar and stuff like that, which I, I, I am a multi-instrumentalist, master of none. <laughs> so then, you know, once I, you know, started, like, jamming out with different people and whatnot, uh, you know, it kind of grew from there. Uh, I didn't have any professional training. Like, I did some acting and dancing when I was younger, but I had... I, I didn't have the money to afford uh, music lessons. You know, I didn't have the money to, you know, just have the resources. I would say I wasn't even sure what resources I would need. Um, so I would literally have musicians from all over Chicago come into my shitty fucking bust-down apartment. Um, you know, and also to say I wasn't living in the greatest neighborhood. And... Um, everybody would just come and hang out and jam with me and jamming with um, different types of musicians with different types of styles and stuff is how I really found my style um, so I started taking I started venturing into music seriously at 19 by the time I went through a lot of you know not so great band members by the time I was like 22 finally found good band members and yeah it's been a journey from there from from the bottom up like i say this all the time too like when i first started uh, practicing with our guitarist adam um we were practicing in my kitchen and uh we didn't even have enough power in the house to like support the amps so we were plugging in the amps and all this crazy stuff and and all the lights and whatnot and then we started smelling something burning little did we know it was the, it was the fucking outlets you know 
um so yeah you know it, it's it's Alinea was literally built on you know it was built on on nothing and and here we are today and we're still growing so how about you sam how'd you start playing bass and all that good stuff <laughs> so you, so early on in my life it was the same exact thing uh i my mother is a classical tra classically trained pianist um she she basically taught me the bare minimum of, of understanding piano and stuff like that classical piano at a young age um i got i was way too fidgety and i could sing like all right so she ended up trying to put me into uh the choir at at the local church that we go to and from there i i discovered a lot of different types of music a lot of different types of genres and around like 11 or 12 i started getting into uh playing guitar getting more acquainted with music theory understanding uh not just the basics of of uh of the notes but also like how to utilize how to set your mouth or when you're singing or how to uh where to put your, your hand exactly for a certain type of solo or a certain type of thing on a guitar. So over time, I kind of just built up the knowledge to play instruments and stuff like that. And I basically, around about 12 years old, uh, and this is a little bit uh, dark, but it's, it's true. Um, I was a very uh, suicidal, very uh, severely depressed person. I had a lot of hard times with bullying and stuff like that. And music was the only thing that gave me any kind of peace of mind or safety or, or sense of, 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 uh, of belonging. And I realized very quickly, uh, that if I could, if I can master instruments and if I could sing pretty well at that point with, with a, with a school choir and stuff like that, maybe I'd feel, feel com you know, confident enough to, try to be in bands with other people. I was always open-minded. So when I, around high school, I got into like a, uh, in, okay. So I was in, <laughs> I was in the school choir for about four, you know, three or four years. And then in high school, I didn't want to do the choir thing. I wanted to either play bass or guitar in a, in a metal band. So I got into a friend's little funk metal thing situation. And that was fun, and I learned a lot from it. And I learned a lot of, about bass playing from the uh, one of the main songwriters that was a bassist. And honestly, from there, uh, I I basically took up the mantle of multi instrumentalist, and uh, I've, I'm not only just a singer and a, and a musician, but I'm also a, a published poet. I was in high school uh, poetry stuff. I I edited for for the local. Uh, poetry, what is it, magazine, it was like poetry and, and art magazine, and uh, thank goodness they, uh, the band found me after, after oh, high school, being in a, being in a punk band, uh, after, after high school, after trying to do stuff with, with other bands and other kinds of musicians, I, uh, I played bongos in a punk band because the, uh, the symbols that they wanted me to play was just too tinny <laughs> and uh and i just kept i just kept the beat i got very comfortable playing in situations where people would be either uh uh trying to asphyxiate us in a dive bar with their motorcycle <laughs> or just enjoying 
how crazy the music was. And the thing was, I wanted something a little bit more organized, a little bit more professional. And when I found uh, the band, I was I was very comfortable in myself as a as a musician. And I realized, you know what? They need a bassist. All right, let's do that. Because there were situations in the other band where, like, sometimes he would moon the audience. And I was like, yep, nope, I'm out. <laughs> oh, Sam. Yes. I write poetry too. I've been doing it since I was a little girl. There's one of my famous poems. On the internet, I stand alone. That's a good one. Because this was like almost like 15 years ago when I was on a when I was on my laptop waiting for my yeah. friend to come join me. So just yeah. you know, you know how the internet world, the digital world is. Absolutely. I explained it in my poem. I just can't remember that's off my head. But I got like thousands of poems written in my notebooks. Absolutely. Yeah. When I had Facebook, I had, I had three Facebook accounts, right? Yeah. The, because a couple times I wrote truth on it, boom, right. they knocked me off the internet. Yeah, exactly. I never came back on Facebook. And that's understandable. <laughs> Not even Twitter. Especially when you put too much truth on there. No, I just put a little bit of truth about Hillary Clinton and Obama. They knocked me oh. down. Oh, boy, y'all. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, but I understand that. I, I do love me some political jabs in poetry, so. Oh, I oh yeah, I, I, got, I got. So, there's this. I don't know how you guys feel about Trump, but I wrote a poem. <laughs> I wrote a poem about Trump and his presidency and stuff. Yeah. I sent it to him on Twitter. Oh he, my god. He, he retweeted it. And That's I got, impressive. I got like two, two, probably 200,000 retweets on it. And then my account wow. got deleted. Okay, that's it. Oh, that's Continue fair. on. At least you got some stuff out there, even yeah. if it wasn't slightly notorious. No, it was just poetry. Oh, plus there's a band in Indiana a couple years back. I wrote some poems. He used some of my poems for his music. Hope you got some credit for that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> good. Very good. Continue on with Dave. Now, were you self-taught on bass, or did you take any lessons? Uh, I, I took guitar lessons uh, around 12 years old for... for uh, acoustic guitar and I built myself up to a, enough of a confidence level playing punk songs and stuff like that all the way to folk and then I started playing more metal and metalcore and stuff like that as well and around I want to say about 15 or 16 um, after getting an electric guitar I also got myself an electric bass and from what I already understood on guitar I basically just transcribed that knowledge to bass and it pretty much worked I, I had a uh, more comfort playing multiple notes on a bass than I did on the guitar. Very groovy bass. Very groovy. And I love my pockets. I love my, my tight rhythms. And uh, a lot of that kind of self-taught thing helped me because uh, about middle, I want to say junior, sophomore or junior year of high school, I, uh, I was in a guitar ensemble, and that was a like concert ensemble kind of thing. And... And uh, of all of all the shows, of all the teachers I had in school, 
the only teachers that genuinely liked me or at least talked to me after classes were the music teachers. So I got very, very comfortable and very, uh, with not only the music itself, but also, uh, the scenes that could, that I could be in or, cause I would ask a lot of questions, not just to the to teachers, but also the people, I, you know, the, my own peers, you know, where, where, what scenes were popping, you know, what bands were coming up, what bands were, were interesting for, you know, for whomever, for whatever genre. And, uh, kind of just started playing a lot of, a lot of bass and guitar around what people liked as well as what I liked. And I think that kind of self, I would say I was self-taught with bass, but it did come from a understanding of music theory first. I think that's really cool that you're a diverse bassist that can literally fucking play anything. Practically. <laughs> practically anything. I have to listen to it first. Ruby shit, you want some, you want some fucking you want some, flashy stuff. Do you just want some chugs? I got some chugs for you. <laughs> you got the whole buffet. You want some scales? <laughs> I can play those comfortably. <laughs> so are there any bass players out there that influence you, Sam? Oh my goodness, everyone from uh, Victor Wooten, Jaco Pastorius, who, uh, who passed away in the 80s, um... Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Not just Flea and the, and the usual bass players that people like, but also uh. Oh my God, Brain. He's asking really good questions. Uh, for real. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Um. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. What band? No, not band. Uh, jazz, jazz bass bassist. <laughs> But um, also, well, like a uh, Mikey Way from from MCR. Yeah, we love MCR. Me and he is Sandy. We love Mikey. And uh, Sky Accord, actually, from What Was Me and and Issues, is also a very important part of my base understanding and jazz, utilizing jazz and funk and metal. Well, thank you guys for a chat. Absolutely, thank you for having Dave, us. Dave, 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 we'll be with you guys. Have you ever heard Stu Ham? <coughs> Stu Ham, bass player. He's right there, Dave. Don't forget him. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Stu Ham? What band? What band is he from? He just, he's just a, you know, alone. He just, he doesn't have a band. He's oh. a bass player. That's, that's wicked. Yeah, we'll have to look him up. <laughs> oh, Return to Forever. I forgot what the bassist's name is, but it's like Stanley something. This is in the back of my head. Oh, Marcus Miller was the bassist I was thinking about. Another bassist. So yeah, I, I, I love, I honestly love them all. Just everything from bassists that use picks to bassists that use their fingers to slap bass, Larry Graham, slap and the bass. Flying the Family Stone are also very close to my heart. I learned a lot of my bass playing from funk as well as metal, so a lot of that stuff is very close to my heart. <laughs> So what do you think about Les Claypool? Don't, please don't get me started or else I will start talking about how Primus sucks and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super fan of Primus. I just try not to come off too much as a super fan or else people will expect me to slap face. <laughs> now do you listen to Iron Maiden at all? Absolutely. So he likes Paris you? Is yeah, he's great. Very important basis for me. 
especially when it comes to playing with your fingers and getting that gallop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to you, Angel. What? Well, who are your uh, biggest vocalist influences? enjoy most about being a musician freedom yeah creative freedom creative freedom it, it's like it's being able to be yourself and not feel judgment the thing too that, that i really yeah I, that i really enjoy about it is that it really pushes me to lengths that i never thought i could reach it literally like 
I'm not gonna say I don't know whether to say like I feel like I have superpowers, but it's just like music in all honesty is is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life besides give birth. Okay. <laughs> music and being a musician feels like a form of magic, honestly. And it's yeah, it's it's not a form of magic that comes easy, and it's just like it's so you never know what's gonna happen from one time to to another. You know, like it, it it's never easy at all and you just gotta like push through it and it's just like man if you just push through it like you know i don't even know how to say it it's the music i can't even fucking describe it that's how much i love it it's just i feel like it's what i need to do in my life to, to become the person i need to be it just feels right um that's why i love it it's, it's a safe space for me working a regular day job doesn't feel the same as being a musician that's another thing too. It's just like being a musician, but then you know, and, and being that entity, that person, but then also, you know, being split into reality. And it's just like you know, it's just we're traveling through like the little hallway between both worlds. And I, I can't wait till the day comes to where we could just be musicians full time. That's the goal for sure. Now, is there anything that you guys hate about being a musician? right um my my thing is is that the one thing i would say i don't like i'll say the one thing i don't exactly highly enjoy is um i'm the type of person that gets very attached and i give my all to all of my bandmates and, and all the the people i work with so then like if it doesn't work out with a bandmate i feel so heartbroken you know that's the one thing that that, that sucks when sometimes people aren't who they thought you know, they're not who, how do you say it? Like, they're not who you thought they would be. And it sucks because you already gave them all your time and energy. <laughs> that oh, part sucks. It's, it's hard to deal with people that already come with full britches. Yeah. They've got too much shit to deal with, you know what I mean? What's the other thing, too? Uh, music is very expensive. That's one thing that they don't tell you. Like, there's always economical ways to, to make music and whatnot, but once I feel like you start taking it seriously, uh, I shit you not, music costs just as much as having a child. Yeah, add it up. Yeah, maybe more. It depends if you want to be fancy and get all that high grade shit. <laughs> it's a big investment that you just, and then that's the thing is that it's an investment and you just can't, you know, tap out, you know, or else you lose your investment. You don't want to do that. And you don't want to lose your mojo while you're start trying to get your yourself, you know, started and progressing. Because once the once the train starts rolling. The tracks don't end. Yeah, I feel like once you once you decide that you want to be a musician and work in the music industry, you can just kiss all your sanity goodbye. You know, just get real comfortable with with not being sane. <laughs> or at least relying on yourself as much as you can before having to rely on your bandmates. Yeah, and, and that's that's a good thing too. You you want to be self reliant. You got you got to be okay yourself first before you can make sure anyone else is okay. You know, you really got to value your. Um, your well-being for sure so how, how many shows has the band alinea played Woo! in 2022 i believe we've played four shows <laughs> we've been live performing for the first time in 
the band's history. This is the first year we've actually had shows. Yeah, our first performance, we did a surprise performance in um, April, and then we headlined, uh, we were really grateful to have the opportunity to headline an event for an organization called Punk Black, which um, specializes in, in giving platforms to all different types of musicians, artists, creators of color. GIPOC. Uh, yes, and then our uh, third one was we were so honored to have the opportunity to play for the Chicago Underground Film Festival alongside a band called La Armada, which is a hardcore band. And a very popular one. Yeah, they're so awesome, really great guys. And then after that, um, what was it? Oh, then we had another opportunity. Community event. Oh, we had a community-based Ooh. event that was sponsored by... Um, Mexican Heritage Museum and the city of Chicago for Villa Palooza um, in uh, Little Village, Chicago. Uh, it played for people that um, in a garden. Yeah, it was a beautiful a community, community garden. garden. And it was for people that might have not been able to, you know, afford the 50s, it was, 30s, 40s. Yeah, it was, a, it was a free event, all ages. It was really awesome. And now we have this awesome event going on. ladies in metal and her whole crew are fucking amazing the shit that they do i i've worked I, you know with promoters and stuff like that but savage ladies and mother so sorry i butchered that savage ladies of metal wow the shit that they that they do is insane like they give so much of themselves of, of what they do in into music in general like like the the woman that runs it Fran like she's always pushing barriers and that's like super empowering and very inspiring you know especially as someone who makes yeah yeah that's the thing like whatever you thought your limit was like once you meet Savage Ladies of Metal yeah that limit don't exist no more <laughs> you know whole new level definitely and the thing is uh, I've also been around a lot of bands and, and promotions in in the more south suburbs area of, of Cook County in Illinois. And I've seen a lot of people come and go, a lot of bands split up because the promoters weren't able to actually not just allow them to play, but also help pay for their travel or at the very least, you know, make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And a, a lot of the, these promoters, not just the, uh, not just friends and savage ladies, but also, uh, Angel over here is one of the, the best bookers and promoters in this area. I appreciate that, yeah. Just for the sheer fact that she puts as much effort as any other professional bookie and or talent buyer or promoter because she knows if you put enough of yourself into it, you'll get the hundreds of people. They will coming. come. The people will come. Build it, will, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. It really yes, they, if you build it, they will come. And, and that's the thing that... Um, not to like train off topic, but you know, just treating musicians with respect, you know, and, and just lots of teamwork. 
lots of teamwork for sure. Um, we're also going to be doing a surprise event. We haven't released it yet, but it'll be at Underground Lounge on December 16th. Um, the event is called Catacombs. So it's going to be a fuse of metal and uh, dark wave in all the spooky goth metal vibes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Performing. Yeah, to give people variety because that's the thing. I, you know, even like with music, why we also have like trap beats and stuff like that. We love to headbang and throw down, but like we also love to fucking party. <laughs> you know, to have both. You know, like in the same in the same event is cool. So yeah, and and we're setting up stuff for twenty twenty three. So very excited to, to live perform even though you know it's only we've only been technically live performing for six months and um it still feels like with all the people that want to sorry to interrupt but with all the people that want to interview us and with all the people that want to be there for our rise and and all the bands that want to play with us oh we can't wait to play with so many freaking bands it makes us feel like all that uphill climbing will actually be worth it yeah it really keeps us inspired and, and motivated and encourages us to, to keep working harder. Now, if you guys could change anything about the music industry, what would you want to change? Uh, um, I would love to change uh, the amount of money that people are paid for streaming, if possible. Oh, yeah. Um, That's shit. I would, I would very much like to change the way that uh, people's music is is not just paid for but also promoted um so that people not only have a reach and have the money to go on tours but also feel comfortable uh with however they want to promote themselves however a band wants to get themselves out there there should be there should be ease of that that you know it shouldn't be oh, i have to go through facebook or i have to go through you should be able to have that freedom and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get everywhere all at once especially when you're an independent band or an independent entity because a lot of these signed bands a lot of these touring bands they know what's up and the thing is uh sometimes it's hard to to find a decent price to get everything set up yeah sometimes a little bit of the regulations or whatnot or or could be a little bit unreasonable or unfair unjust and at the same time we're willing to to work out you know whatever things need to be paid for and everything i believe every musician deserves to get paid and i feel like no musician should ever leave a venue without getting paid even if it's a freaking opening band because they took time out of their day they are giving you they're they're entertaining you they they drove out from god knows how fucking far you know i just feel like you know musicians deserve more respect more opportunity i know like this is something that our drummer had brought up to axel and that we totally agree with this is that like i feel like metal music in general like just deserves more opportunity it, you know all the opportunity would, for machine gun kelly should come to the metal side as well yeah <laughs> you know like i feel like you know so, as much as we appreciate pop punk as much as we appreciate goth and, and stuff like that pop music rap music, rap music like we love it all but it's just like why seem to have that same why thing. why doesn't why doesn't metal get to get to be featured in all this crazy shit why don't we get the same radio play opportunities on all the big fucking stations you know just more appreciation and opportunity for, for independent bands yeah you know definitely but i see all the 
make palm records and I, I see all the century media bands and they're getting promoted well. There needs to be more opportunity, more respect. Especially from labels that don't expect to have something like a metal band on their label. Yeah, definitely. More diversity. Thank you. More diversity in, in the industry, for sure. All right, that, that's our field. Not just their people, <laughs> but diversity in the music that's being yeah. presented. We could go on about this for hours. <laughs> now, if people come out to see you guys this Saturday at WC Social, well, what can they expect from uh, Alinea? Fire! Burn it down! We're going to throw the, all the things. Yeah, I hope that they, one thing that I do try to, like, you know, disclose is that if you come and see Alinea, please make sure you have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also make sure that you're comfortable before you, before you show up. Make sure you need a mask. Wear, wear a mask. Um, we care as much about the safety of our of our crowd yeah. as as much as uh, as we care about our our own safety. And the thing is, if there's crowd killing going on, we everyone needs to pick people up from the floor. Yeah, <laughs> take care of your fellow mates for sure. Uh, they, they could expect to have a mighty fucking good time, and, um, yeah, I, I hope that we, you, you, I hope that our, our guests cry and, like, bleed and, like, orgasm and, like, all, all of the same, all of the, all of the same 30 minutes, you know? It, it's, it's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a crazy show Saturday. Are you going to be there? No, I will not. Be, I, we don't have a car right now, so we won't be able to make it out there. Oh, it's okay. We're gonna come to you. We're <laughs> gonna come. Elena's gonna come to you guys. <laughs> very, very soon. Yeah, you gotta come to Cheeseland. Hell yeah, I love you some cheese, but. <laughs> oh, well, I hope that they are okay with some, you know, it's a little bit of a smirky, irky, some of the, the sticky. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of advice would you guys give the up, up, up and coming musicians out there? Keep your head clean and keep your head up. Make sure you're you're aware of, of as much as possible before you start any kind of band or any kind of, of, of music business because the world educate is, yourself educate yourself on the good and the bad so you could prepare the best that you can to prevent yourself from having to go through any unnecessary trouble, trauma, unfortunate series of unfortunate events. And another thing I would say is that, well, two things, and, and they might contradict each other. One thing is that when an elder tells you something or gives you a slice of experience, you know, take it take it into mind. You don't have to listen to it per se, but do keep it in the back of your mind because when someone is speaking from experience, you know, it, it's because they're trying to save you the, the hurt that you might have to go through. But to contradict that statement, one very important thing I will say is it doesn't matter what the fuck anyone says. Like, do you and and do what you think is right and believe in your vision because once you start letting other people around you influence, influence or get inside of your head, you know, it, it's going to, um, it, it's, I feel like it's going to it taint your, yeah, you know, you, you can't let yourself be sidetracked by the naysayers and, and the people that don't believe in you. And, you know, you don't have to prove anything to fucking anybody but yourself. Don't compete with the people around you. Look in the mirror and know that you are your own biggest competition. Absolutely. 
Yeah, make sure you do it for the love of the music and the, you know the the big money is not there like years ago when these bands used to make money. Exactly. Yeah, do do what you do because you love it, man. And the thing is, the more you do the music, the more you put yourself out there, the more people will see and the more people will want you in the big lights and the shiny lights. Yeah, I think too. It's it's a rough road. I think it's really important for people to know that if you want to take it, it's seriously like. You know, you're, you're giving your entire soul to, to this craft, and it's it's not going to be easy. And but you just hang in there. Just, just keep pushing. Even when there's a wall in front of you, just just keep going. The music is the magic, and if you want to keep that magic going, you have to you have to make sure that you're prepared to fight through those battles. It, yeah, keep fighting. That's a great piece of advice. Just If you want this, keep fighting. Don't fucking worry about anything else around you. <laughs> eyes on the prize, baby. Eyes on the prize. Oh, another thing too, last thing too, is value your audience. Like, what is music without the fucking listeners, man? Like, you know, make sure you're there for, for your audience and your, and your listeners and, you know, care about them. For sure, value them. And if people got any concrete criticism, you know, keep, not just keep in mind what the elders say or any elitists or whatever. But keep in mind what people say that are promoters, people that are venue owners, people that, you know, have labels. Because even if you don't work with them, they have a lot of advice to give, and hopefully that will get you to the right place. One, one piece of advice that a good friend of mine uh, gave me that, that definitely altered my perspective is uh, he told me, don't worry about fucking up. Worry about sucking less every time. <laughs> that one got me for sure. But uh, yeah, that, that's our that's our quote about that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Angel Sam, I want to thank both of you for taking time to do the interview tonight. Hell yeah! Thank you so much. It, it was really fun, and I, we felt so comfortable, and we appreciate just having having the free range on the floor there. <laughs> any any final any final words? kick ass and keep kicking ass and then go and get up and kick some more ass and what? make sure that you have some lotion if your feet get little enough to kicking so much ass yeah some band-aids in your back pocket so keep kicking ass <laughs> and, and come to the show saturday come to the show saturday uh by the way yeah we're linia um that's our final words uh you can check us out on all streaming platforms worldwide exiles coming out very soon around yes. halloween yep um thank you to the both of you thank you so much so much uh, you guys are welcome it was it was a lot of fun absolutely <laughs> thank you so yeah you guys uh, i wish wish you guys best luck with the show today kick kick some fucking ass out there Get a get, get a fuck get, get a big mosh pit going. Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks guys. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.